0: Thank uh-huh. you. Welcome to the Million Dollar Peace Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Roldan, and I help people build peaceful million and multi-million dollar businesses all day. I'm a New European that ran a multiple six-figure funnel agency before becoming a million-dollar business coach. I support coaches, service providers, and agency owners inside my two programs, Million Dollar Email and Million Dollar CEO, where I've enrolled hundreds of clients exclusively through email with a list below a 1,000 subscribers and a lean team of just contractors. I'm able to to take off from my business for months at a time without operations, delivery, or sales stopping. People are shocked by how much we do with such little stress, payroll, and social media. I'm on a mission to eliminate burnout from the industry, and I believe we can with the right team systems and mindset. I want more millionaires that aren't overworked and stressed. I want you to have peace, And that starts at the side hustle, six-figure, and multiple six-figure levels. Around here, we believe no peace means no growth, and we've got work to do. So let's dive in. Today, we are talking about your team, and we are getting deep. We are talking about how your team needs you to stop mothering them. We aren't talking about hiring the right team or how to effectively delegate on this episode. No, no, we are diving headfirst into the work, the work that you need to do as someone with a team, even if it's just one team member, to make sure you are building a healthy, scalable business and workplace. Because all of the clients I have with teams have learned a lot about team management that needs to be unlearned. I've been doing a ton of team coaching with my clients and colleagues recently, and it occurred to me. I am literally the best possible coach for people with teams, and I'm going to tell you why. I've had a team since I started my business. I got a VA right away because I was at a demanding nine to five in healthcare. As a former agency owner, I saved over 300 hours a month on my payroll by implementing a team productivity initiative that I created myself. As a product business owner, I helped create a profit in just one year of launch, unheard of in the product industry, by developing a rinse and repeat marketing process and a one-person system for inventory, packing, and shipping. Now, as a full-time coach, I have developed a team that helps me run my operations and launches like clockwork, and everyone is on part-time hours. Listen, org charts? Organizational charts, they got nothing on me. Ask about me. (laughs) Now I use all this experience to help develop strong, powerful coaching business teams. I have helped my clients find dream key team members and even restructure for more profit and peace. I love coaching my private clients on their teams because I've had a team for years now. And even with all the good I've done, I've also taken a lot of bad team advice I've paid for people to consult on my team, and I made decisions that left me in really vulnerable positions in my business. I've also made a lot of personal mistakes with my team that seriously impacted my relationships with them and caused them to leave my business and sphere completely. Now I can proudly say I have a lean and efficient team and they have an excellent CEO. My business runs smoother than ever. I have more profit than ever. And I run a team like a CEO that is healed in their own life and business. And this is so important because I did not always run my business this way. I can say so much, on, like so much on this. <laughs> Multiple podcast episodes. Oh my goodness. Years, years of content. But in this one, I want to talk about how important it is to stop mothering your team. I'm going to help you identify how you may be running your team from a noble but dangerous place and the steps you need to take to turn your current team structure around for the better. So you can have a team of one to three people that can scale with you to a million and beyond without a payroll bill that feels completely pointless. Let me start with my belief on the dream coaching business team. Up until 1 million, the only team you likely need is an ops person and two creative contractors. Think like podcast and design, right? This is the only team you really need for a million and beyond. You may end up hiring miscellaneous contractors and that's totally fine, but your business really should be easy enough to run with just one primary team member at 5 to 10 hours a week. And this will require systems. But... If you have the systems in place, there's no reason why one team member can't hold the business down on 5 to 10 hours a week, and then you have your miscellaneous contractors as needed. And this team member doesn't need to be an employee. They can be a contractor. In fact, I recommend that they are to start. If you currently have a team like this, but you still feel like you're jumping in and picking up the slack all the time, or they aren't getting much done within the hours you pay them for, then you may be mothering them without realizing it. One of my private coaching clients came to me and she wanted to feel like she was using her team effectively. She had a community manager for her large and very profitable free Facebook group that she also hired to do social selling. When we identified that she didn't even want a social seller and it didn't make sense for the long-term vision, she asked the question, so how can I find her the hours so she, the team member, can still hit her financial goals? Think about that. (laughs) Another private coaching client came to me and wanted to feel like she was using her team effectively as well. She had two co-coaches in her program and felt like with just 30 current active members in the program... She just felt like her team expenses were so high without much to do, right? She was paying for retainer for these coaches, but there wasn't really that much to do. She also felt that with her, with their current performance, with so few members, she couldn't fully trust them with 100 new ones over the next few launches that she was anticipating. She didn't want to hurt their feelings and said, she knows there's just so much going on in each of their lives. Both of these clients have one thing in common. They are mothering their team. This is a noble but dangerous place to run a team from. When I told them this, they both laughed because as actual mothers to multiple kids, like they each have multiple kids, (laughs) they know exactly that's what they're doing. Like they know that's exactly what they're doing. Now, I love my mama clients. I love them to death and I want to be very clear I am not referring to the act of mothering as a negative. It is only a negative when it is not properly placed. For example, you don't want to have to mother your partner, right? You don't want to have to mother your friends. You just want to mother your kids, (laughs) right? If you're mothering anybody else in your life, that can feel really frustrating and draining. The same goes for your team. But the biggest mistake I made in my business was mothering my team. And I want to be clear, you can be a really loving and empathetic CEO without being a mother to anyone else but your children. As a mom, all of your decisions are naturally filtered through the well-being of your children. But when it comes to mothering your team, this needs to shift. You instead need to filter decisions through the well-being of your business. And that sounds easy, and it sounds like, You know, some of my clients are like, well, I am doing that. And I'm like, but you're not, though. (laughs) When you really look closer, you realize that you're not as much as you think you are. Mothering your team means you are making decisions for them and not for the business, or you're making decisions at the detriment of your role as a CEO in the business. So for example, you'll add more hours because you know your team member is saving up for a car, or you'll delegate, but then take it back on your plate because you know they're a single parent and have a lot of clients besides you. You may ask, well, Kirsten, isn't my team a part of the business? Don't I need to make decisions for the business? And isn't my team a part of the business? (laughs) Let me explain. You and your team run the business, but neither of you are the business. The business consists of your service and your clients. The business consists of the systems that create business income for your service and manages your clients. At the beginning, yes, you may feel very much the business, but as you grow, eventually you will create a business that can completely stand alone without you. And that's the goal, right? So you want to start doing that now. Now mothering your team can present in many ways and it's usually disguised By wanting to build an amazing team culture, build a legacy that helps others by providing great jobs, or healing your own workplace trauma through your business. And this is a big one. We will run our team into the ground and display really unhealthy management patterns in the name of creating jobs or not being like my old job. Y'all are going to be mad at me, (laughs) right? This is not the energy you want to run your business from, okay? The, bi- the biggest problem, the act of mothering your team creates is that you make decisions to serve the family. <laughs> Anybody Fast and Furious friends, fans, family. You make decisions to serve the family instead of the ones that serve the business. You have a family. They love you. Your team is not it. You can love your team with all your heart and still make decisions for the business. When you make decisions from this place, this place of mothering your team, you have a high payroll budget with projects still backlogged. You're picking up the slack on every process in the business. Your anxiety creates more bottlenecks and you start to settle. You start to be like, well, at least they're doing that. (laughs) Or at least they're doing this. Or I'm too tired to mention that. I'm just happy they're doing X, Y, Z. Right? Right. Oh, it doesn't even take me that long anyway. It's not a big deal. It's not, I pick my battles, right? When you mother your team, you also get disappointed a lot because you're in a more parental energy than a CEO energy. Let me give you an example. Have you ever said, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. (laughs) That's what I mean right? That's a very parental energy as opposed to a CEO energy, because you know how much you're giving to the relationship. So it tends to sting when you don't feel like you're receiving that back. But I want to, I want you to know that's not a business problem. That's not a team problem. That's a life problem. (laughs) You need to lead a team, not raise a team. The way I described it to my colleague who was feeling sad that her team member wasn't going to go full time with her like she hoped was like this. Instead of just waiting to fill the role and doing what you need to do to fill it properly, you're just sad that they aren't cleaning the room like you asked them to. This energy is too close for comfort with your team. And that's what I want you to ask yourself. Is my reaction a little too close for comfort right now? (laughs) If so, take a step back and acknowledge what is actually happening inside of you, then approach the situation from a CEO's perspective. I'm not even a parent and I once led my team from this place. Here are the three things I did that you probably are doing as well in some form or flavor. I over-promised hours and future benefits based on my desire for their loyalty, their affection for my business, and their belief in me. I created projects for them to do that were not priorities, but gave them hours, hoping they would feel like they had a solid job with me. I asked them to take more leadership when I was tired, unclear, and confused, because it felt like I was the only one creating solutions for the sinking ship. Sounds like a hot mess, right? <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> I put so much pressure on myself every day to fill out roles that my business just didn't need to fill out yet, all for the sake of creating a dream job. I made decisions for the team members, not the business, such as adding features in my program so they had another task to work on, even though it wasn't for my clients, it was for the team member. Do you see the danger in this, right? And it got so bad that even when we weren't profiting, I was still over-promising to my team. I was still hoping they'd stick around long enough to go full-time with me, that they'd stick around long enough and show their belief in me and show their loyalty to me and, and give me all the validation that I needed and not abandon me and not inconvenience me, right? Not a business problem. <laughs> I'll never forget breaking down to my husband. To date, to date, it has been my worst business meltdown yet. I was sobbing, sobbing while apologizing to him. We weren't profiting and I had family and a whole team on my payroll. Okay. It felt hard to sell because I was tense all the time. I was really like, ooh, tight. Like my energy was like very closed off. I was very like tense. Right. And so that made it very hard for me to sell. I was crying at the table saying, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I quit I can't hold it all. I'm so sorry I have to take mommy off the payroll. I'm so sorry I can't sell to keep up with expenses. I'm so sorry I started this business. I was crying so hard that I started to hyperventilate. Like it was like, I'm talking like y'all know what I mean, that heave, like <gasps> like heaving. <laughs> heaving. And my husband just looked at me and said this simple thing. You're not their mother. They have their own family. They have their own lives. They can take care of themselves. You never had to take care of them. It was such a turning point for me. In fact, that business meltdown was literally like the ashes that I rose from and ended up completely turning my business around since then. It was such a turning point for me. And in that moment, I realized I had the weight of the world on my shoulders, like the weight of the world. And I want to give love to my mama clients for holding so much. Y'all really hold it down. I'm serious. I have so much respect. Most of my clients on my roster are parents. And for those that don't know, I was raised by a single teen mother. My mother had me at 15 and I watched her move mountains for me. And and take really great care of herself too. She's an entrepreneur now, just like you all as well. So I have a very soft place in my heart for my mom and clients and a really wonderful example in my own life of someone doing both. But I just want to say, whether you're a parent or not, you have enough to hold with your own family and in your own life. But you don't have to hold all that for your team. Because I'm serious, it nearly broke me. And now I see that as really valuable experience for my own clients. But at that time, it just didn't occur to me that I could possibly be mothering my team. It didn't even occur to me that all the little things were adding up and adding rocks onto my back, right? Until it was finally a boulder. (laughs) And that is a really challenging place to run a business from. As women of color, especially, we are more likely to run a team as a way to heal our own workplace trauma. We mother them from this place. We put pressure on ourselves to be everything our bosses weren't. We value a healthy, safe workplace, but we overextend our own boundaries and the boundaries the business simply requires, not demands. Language is important here, not demands, but requires to run effectively and grow peacefully. And we do this all in the name of doing better for others. And that's what I was doing. I was like, I just don't want to be like my old bosses. I just want to be, I want to show that I care. And I want to show that I love them. And I want to have the best job ever and the best place to work and the safest place to work. And I want everyone to feel like they're healing here. Right? That's what we do it in the name of. But making team decisions should feel clean and simple without the pressure of being something to someone that they never had or that you never had. As a woman of color running a team and business that is growing to a million, you need to receive that beautiful motherly love, too, outside of your business. You do not need to be a mother for your team. I want you to imagine a time where you walk into your business, your team is happy and in their proper roles, no one is feeling overly attached to the other, and everyone is living their best, spacious, independent, and individual lives while they help you grow your business to a million. There's no pressure on you to make anyone happy or for them to make you happy. It's a clean exchange all around. This is the safest, most ethical way to run a team, and this is possible. If you like this episode, please take just a minute to two minutes to leave a review. That would be incredible. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you in the next episode. (laughs)